It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sarit Rodriguez. Sarit, thank you for being here and joining us. Hello. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. Um, you didn't come to this country until you were 13, right? Right. So we're, yeah. tell us about that growing up. Yeah. So, yeah, we uh, actually moved to the States when I was 13 years old due to a political situation with my, you know, in, uh, with my mom's job. And um, yeah, so it, at that time, I, I didn't understand it until now, right? Mm-hmm. But um so moving to the states, uh, very interesting situation. Uh, I, I I learned to I learned that that was a cultural shock mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, it was it was hard because it was a you know it was a process to to get to to learn about this new life, uh, adjust overall. Um, I don't know. I think everyone. I, I now I don't feel so different because i i know that a lot of people goes through that right. a lot of people that you know looking for um a better life and they immigrate to other countries so um i feel now that is at that time i was like why me right mm-hmm. i mean it's not my fault that we have to move i mean i had my i lived in my perfect little world for and sure moving to a different country different language different people it was a different family situation too right i mean you you're you going through something as a family Right, so they they divorced. My parents divorced when I was twelve, so mm-hmm. it was a year before we moved, and it was right. My mom um, actually raising us on her own, right. and uh, difficult situation. Yeah, like a lot of people out there knows. Yeah, and, and what was that like? Um, you know, having to deal with both those things coming here. How, how did you take it as a thirteen-year-old and a middle child too? Right, because you have an older sister and a younger sister. Right. No, it was at the time. You know, I felt like it was part of life at the beginning yeah. i was like okay they're my parents they're gonna be around like i i wanted to feel that strong like strain <laughs> right like like oh you know I'm, i live in my little world fine want to get divorced like i don't know i i but it, only you feel like that until it hits you yeah right i mean yeah. after a little while then you're like okay yeah you're not longer in a family your mom has to work really hard you know single mom life is yeah. it's, it's it's definitely difficult but i feel like it taught me a lot and and you weren't only, the only one going through a culture so i mean obviously your sisters but your mom having been in a government job you're saying she was an executive assistant i mean right you know more white collar and comes here that that, that wasn't the same thing right not at not all a white collar job waiting for her Yes, not at all. I mean, it's it's a it's a wake up call because as a I was a young kid, so I didn't understand that change. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I I saw it as okay. Well, she needs to move because whatever reason she's going through work. But then when I came to the states, she would not be very communicative about you know how she where she worked or how you know she made money that she did here in the states. Do you think that was more pride? No, I actually think that she didn't want us to worry mm. because, of course, having an executive job, you dress a certain way, you are a certain way, right? But I, I remember, you know, moving, different. it was a completely different um, lifestyle, yeah. right? And seeing her, you know, 
work late hours and all this and I'll say what's going on right but I, all I wanted to do was help at the same time yeah. and when I find out that she was working three jobs one in a nursing home at night washing dishes I mean when I saw all the burns on her hands when <sighs> you know like in the mornings she was really tired she started wearing glasses because she couldn't she said like sewing you know she used to work in the in a factory, you know, where you saw these things. And, um, you know, she, you know, she worked literally almost like all, all day. day. Yeah. And then I, and then with, during the weekends, she had the, she's like, she called all these opportunities. She's <laughs> like, I should be, you should be grateful. We have the opportunity, right, to yeah, work. Yeah. And, and that's another, you know, I, something that I admire of her because she, she always, seemed to be very positive although there was a lot going on and adversity and sure. and the situation wasn't uh, the best but i remember one day that she decided to you know share a little bit of her you know of her situation when she was like oh okay you want to see what work looks like and i said yeah sure i want i want those new shoes why not i'll help oh, right and obviously as young as mature you are you, you think all is easy and she took me to her work that weekend and and that's the first time that that's when i find out that on the weekend she will clean houses yeah. and it's hard work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason people hire others to do it right definitely i mean it was the, and it was big there, there were big houses i'm like oh okay yeah. <laughs> great you know this is what and and just seeing the situation where you know the the different uh, scenario right uh, the humbling part of it is that she was such a work, hardworking woman, right? And and I was just living in my little world complaining about not having the shoes that I wanted, not having the coat that I wanted, you know. And, and, and I think I'm glad she did that because that taught me a lot. Yeah, it, cha it changed you? Yeah, I think it was a big waking call. And I know you mentioned too that the one, not only did she not complain, but that you knew that she was in pain at times and that... Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but that really shaped a lot of how you wanted to help others because you know your mom didn't really take advantage of those things that were made available to her. She didn't know, right? Right, right. Oh yes, a hundred percent. I think at that time she was so desperate to keep her jobs because obviously a single mom with two kids paying rent, and at that time those jobs obviously weren't the best jobs, so that she had to um, work many hours sure. to even pay a rent. Sure. Um, and on her own, it was just so difficult to, to you know, making sure we were doing the, you know, we were staying in school and she would talk to us and all this. But when she was working at the nursing home, I remember, well, she, she had burns on her hands and a lot of times she was in pain. And I remember thinking, why don't they help her, right? I mean, she's a worker there. She should be, she should have the tools or she should have the equipment that she needs right. to to you know do the job and later on in life i fell into like after you know studying physical therapy and getting into the industry uh, there's law that protect the worker mm -hmm. and and sometimes they don't take advantage of them because of that fear of losing their jobs and it's something that i didn't understand back then sure. but i think that uh, that was actually something that really really um it helped me to understand that, you know, there's people out there that needs that orientation, that needs that guidance to, you know, speak up and to take advantage of the, this, 
you know the 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 you know the the benefits and what the government gives to the worker um the laws although you know a lot of times you know the employers don't make them available for them now when you were and and, and i mean that's a great point because you know i think so many immigrants do live in fear and they don't want to rock the boat they don't want to you know, they want to just do their job and, and go home. But, you know, there's so many things that I think we have a responsibility to. And it seems like you've really taken that on, you know, as as something that I, I really do think you're making a huge impact in the community. Well, thank you. It, it really is just, um, well, that is something that really that helped me understand, like, sort of my purpose. Yeah. Because sometimes you're just, you know, wandering around, right? And, oh, I need a job or after school or after you know, whatever goal you need. Um, I think that uh, impacted my life a lot. So I now I feel like whatever I can do to inform um, someone or a family or, or people that have questions, anything I can do to open that, that to, to help that person cross that bridge between whether it's communication, if they don't understand, the, the, if, they, if they need interpretation, whether it's the language, whether it's that fear, mm-hmm. they're like not asking questions and, and just kind of advocate for them in some way. I, I, I'm always there. Um, I mean, as a, even as just the support, yeah. right? Being Latina, sharing my story, sharing, hey, uh, I saw this happening. I, I was there once or, or maybe you should, you know, ask questions. That's yeah. it. No, I mean, and, and like I said, very, you're such a strong woman, right? But, there's there are things that you that you shared with me that you went through in, when like with school for example um where it wasn't easy for you just to go to college like like we would here right this was prior to the dreamers act um tell us about how you got into college and, and the route that you had to take to get there some of the obstacles you had to overcome well i can tell you it took me forever and it's still there because <laughs> i i want to go for more yeah. i mean i'm I think of a PhD or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know how long it says. <laughs> That's it's still you got a process. The baby at home, like, yeah. I have I have a baby now, so it might be a little bit more difficult. But I definitely see that this. I mean, I don't, I don't see my degree as something that you know. That's it. Yeah, that's right, 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 right. I'm like the forever student. I call myself, but but I mean, you the, do have a degree. I do. Okay, and to get it wasn't super easy. No, not at all. I mean, it was it was a process. It was um, like I told you before. It, I had to take classes at very slow pace, just so I was able to pay for the credits. And then, um, you know, opportunities open. Like I was able to work at nine and take classes at nine. So it it was a process, but I, I finally, I mean, persevered to get that degree. It, it was just so important for me. It's funny, but after the degree, I mean, I got the degree and everything, and and I got a job, but not exactly in that degree. Sure. I mean, it, it's business development in the physical therapy world, yeah, in the industry. But it's funny that you know, there's there's people that talk about the journey, the journey all the time, and and I didn't understand it until then. Mm-hmm. You know, I got so infiltrated with, oh, I want the degree, I want the degree, but what happens after you get the degree, sure. right? What's the purpose of getting the degree? So. Definitely, it paid off. Um, I'm, I'm glad I stick with it. And and what can I say? No, but but even then, you're, like the one thing you shared, and you're very humble about it, because like for me, even just to go to school, I, I feel like I didn't fully appreciate 
the the benefits that I had, right, as uh, being having been born here and all those things, that you ended up paying, having to pay three times as much, right, yes. than anyone else because your paperwork wasn't exactly the way they wanted it. Right. Like I said, before in the, um, before the DREAM Act, uh, all of us, all that generation was in limbo. Mm-hmm. You, you weren't the, you know, they didn't know what to do with you. Like if you, they give you the opportunity to go to school, okay, fine. But then you will have to go by the legality or paying three times tuition. So as an outside, outstate. Yep. Um, and it wasn't like student. you weren't a good student because you had been given a scholar, been offered a scholarship, a scholarship. right? Yeah, to Park I was, University? Yes. I, I I didn't have a 4.0, but I was the high. <laughs> if you're getting the scholarship, you're doing something right. <laughs> right? So I, I definitely, I, I, I worked really hard to get to that point where actually yeah. I was, I was eligible to get a scholarship, yeah. but, but yeah, because of the legality, I, I wasn't able to take advantage, take of, that. advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And I think most people would have quit there. What, why, why, you know, and the one thing you shared too is that you ended up having to be like your mom and, and you took three jobs of your own, right? To pay for it. Right. It's just, um, you know, you have a goal, you go after it. I mean, it's, it's almost like a, a tradition yeah. in Spanish families, I'll say. Because <laughs> I'm not the only one. I, I, I see it right and, le- right and left. And and even at that time, I remember, you know, students, even, uh, you know, people that was born here, they yeah. will they will work um, and go to school. So I don't I don't think I have that unique. You oh, know, it is not unique. That unique. Three times as much. That's, that's unique. I mean, but, three jobs. Right. The, the problem was like that I had to save a lot of money right. to take two classes. Two at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. So that's why it took me a little longer than usually it would take. Sure. So, I mean, obviously that builds character. And now, you know, you get to see who you are as this strong woman. How how does that shape your relationships? You know, when, when you see people or whether it be complaining or whatever else, you know, what kind of words of encouragement or advice do you give people when they start to feel down about obstacles? You know, things aren't fair. Things aren't easy. And you're like, well... <laughs> Let me tell you about my life. Well, I try not to. I try not to tell them, you know, what, why. I mean, why they should do what, what they. But I, I definitely remind them of their goals and sure. and that sometimes, um, you know, you have to, um, you know, be a little patient and work hard for them and make changes and. I don't go into specifics, but I, I definitely think it's important to to let them know that you know if you want um, if you want something and it's not working for you. I mean, you want something and it's not it's not giving you the results. What you're doing, definitely, you have to make a change. Mm-hmm. So once they change their mentality, they once they they have their mentality and their their target, maybe it's easier for them to make the change on their own and and they. They come up with the solution their own, you know, on their own because yeah. everybody has their own personalities, and sometimes it's really hard to give advice to people, and and you know, at that level, oh, of course, because you don't you don't know their situation. It's it's so unique. Everybody has their own struggles, and they go through adversity in their own ways. And in and, and bringing up adversity, I mean, I think that's a, a big focus of what we're trying to do here, and, and having not only sharing your story but also you know, how you've overcome these things, right? And, and we know life isn't easy. You know, there are, there are things that we're presented with that, that, 
that do bring you to your knees and you know very humbling how, how do you how have you gotten over that when when life gets really hard and, and you get sad and you get depressed and you know how, how, how do you overcome those how does study overcome those situations ah uh, it's hard but i i remember you know i i just go back to that situation that i just shared with you where you know i i see someone like my mom having everything and changing it all or giving it up for somebody else for obviously her kids mm -hmm. but i mean that act of kindness and love i think you know it's it's just it's indescriptable right yeah, yeah. i mean and so thinking about that just makes me stronger and and makes me um over you know think and 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 just realize that not, nothing is easy and just have to keep at it if you really want it. And, you know, it's, it's a process. One day you will wake up and be, okay, um, I'm ready. And I have all the energy in there and you're so enthusiastic about it. And the next day will be, you know, fall off the wagon and be like, oh, this <laughs> is never going to work. What am I doing? You know, just do what everybody else tells me to do or whatever so it's just a I think an inner inner fight and something that you know I I mean the, the things that I use is, is just to be positive and and to think about those experiences that helped me in the past and think of the people that have given it up, all up for me and and you know given some value to them yeah when it comes to what you do now physical therapy you know, it's not you're not exactly a physical therapist, right? No. So tell us what you, about what you do in that world. So in this world, um, I at the beginning, well, I went, I, I had the opportunity to go abroad and study physical therapy in Spain. So I had the opportunity to, you know, to share thoughts and and to share experiences with all kinds of providers, health providers, kinesiologists, chiropractors. Um, kinesiotherapist and over there is a different approach to functional body health mm -hmm. and I fall in love with that idea so when I came back to the states um, I met a person who was starting to um, develop an idea of like um, of a network of providers and not only physical therapists but occupational therapists um, pain doctors everybody that that wanted to uh, do a plan of care for people in a, in a holistic way, in a whole body idea. So um, now what I do is, is I follow these people. I just, I connect everybody. Oh, wow. So I, the title is Business Development Consultant. But what we do is we really connect people that are in the same page regarding functional body hair. Got it. How can they help people to get better um, with alternative medicine or even if it's a pain doctor, but how can they go through the root of the problem instead of just fixing it and trying to send them to surgery or in that level. So it's more like connecting. That's amazing. Do you feel mm -hmm. like you found your purpose in that? I love it. Yeah. I think... I learned a lot. Yeah, well, I can imagine. Talking probably to always all learning, right? Yes. No, I I love talking to people, and and that gives me the opportunity to to just you know talk to from a, a, from an ortho uh, to a pain doctor, like see all perspectives sure. on body health. And how, how much does that change your everyday life? I mean, how, you know, do you always take 
information home with you like oh i gotta make these changes in my life because i i learned something or is it pretty much you know kind of the same because because of the information you do know I try not to mix my, you know, I mean, it, of course, it affects me if I think of, I was very alternative in the past, alternative medicine mm -hmm. um, orientated. I've always been very client centric, but um, that side sort of, um, you know, it's not as, it's not as, as square mm -hmm. as it was before. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's, I think medicine offers so much like Western medicine, like even pain procedures, surgery, I think they offer so much. So I, I learned to be a little bit more open. For sure. Well, I think you have to be right, <laughs> especially when, when you're trying to treat patients in so many different backgrounds and, and when you're trying to help people too, yeah. because they, they might need it, they might really need it. And, and sometimes being very kind of like, no, you have to go holistic. You have to, um, not, you know, have that done while people are suffering. Sure. I think, the quality of life of someone, because as we all know, um, you know, you never know when you, when you'll be, yeah, when, going, your time, yeah. when you, when your time's up, yeah. right? So having that quality, uh, whether it's, you know, for the first three, four years or, or, or life, um, it's, it's important to consider that. So I think it's, it's a process to get into that because I, because I grew up being holistic and I, all my career was like very holistic orientated, um, where, you know, your body heals itself and all this, but, uh, getting into this industry helped me understand that, um, you know, there's options out there that are needed too, mm -hmm. and that, um, people should consider. That's amazing. For more of a quality of life. Absolutely, they should. And I totally, I'm, I'm in accordance with you. I mean, in terms of that, always find the, you know, the, the best solution for you in, in the most holistic way. But obviously, stress is such a big factor that you know your quality of life is extremely important. And sometimes, you know, making sure that you're not stressed out over pain is, is just as important as, as to finding a holistic solution after that. Right. So, uh, no, I appreciate that. Now, in terms of who you're looking to connect with, I know you have a big heart and you want to help everybody, but, you know, who should be reaching out to you? Who would you like to connect with um, that's either watching or that? Well, I, I want to connect with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's important, um, well, if people that, people, you know, just people that like to help others. Sure. Um, if you're a health provider, whether you're, you know, holistic provider, it could be a healer, it could be a pain doctor, it could be a, a surgeon. Um, I, I, that's what I do. I connect people and, and I work with over a hundred clinics in the Chicagoland area. So whether it's therapy, uh, procedure, an ortho evaluation or pain evaluation, see if, even if you don't have insurance too, like if, if you haven't been able to schedule an appointment with a pain doctor or you know, a clinic because of, you know, you don't have insurance. Sure. I, I have providers that, that actually help people. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if there's anyone that, that was out there listening, please, you can always connect with study, uh, directly or click on the link below. But, um, and if you're a provider that <laughs> wants to give that service, it's definitely just something. as important, right? Yes. Well, obviously the more that you have to offer people though, the, the more likely they are to get healed. Right. Correct. So definitely. Well, Sadi, incredible woman. Um, can't thank you enough for, for coming here and sharing your story. No, thank you so much for the invite. I, 
I hope I wasn't too nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. You're wonderful. I, you know, I don't do this often, but I, I really enjoy the oppor opportunities like this yeah. where I can share Absolutely. No. experiences. Well, we're happy you did, and, and we look forward to getting to know you better and, and continuing to share your story and connect with others. So thank you. No, thank you.